Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365. After a good single malt, you sound like one. What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves. Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes. That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about? Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Hey, Moraine, episode 32. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, is, this is going fast. This is going yeah. fast. 32. Yeah. That basically means if we've done one every two weeks, that's kind of nearly over a year, 18 months, which I guess is about right. Mm, yes. Yeah, let's Ish. not. The math is too yeah. complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and if we start talking about streams later and trying to work out how much bandwidth you get to put your videos mm-hmm. up, the maps mm-hmm. is going to get even more complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, did you like the new intro? Oh, that is it, it's cool. It's it's, it's super fun, cool. Isn't it? It, I think oh. I think it more explains who we are and what we do and what our stances in life. And stuff. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that too. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I hope everybody else did. I'm sure we'll get some feedback on that. So, yes, episode yeah. 32 with a new intro. And, of course, there's a new outro as well, and they haven't heard that yet. No, so you need to wait until the end of the uh, podcast to actually hear the outro. But I'm sure you will love it as well. No turning think... off before the whiskey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually like the outro even more than the intro. It's got better rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh. Well, uh, we'll see what happens because I don't think you've heard the outro yet. Because, uh, well, actually, I know you've not heard it yet because I've only just started building it. <laughs> I know. But it will but be there. When we recorded it, it's, it got better rhythm into the sentences. It, it did, just yeah. it felt better. <laughs> We'll see where we go with it. Anyway, hopefully you enjoy both the intro and the outro on our uh, on our new episode. And we've got a great question if you're working from home at the moment, didn't we? we got a question from uh, from Dylan, one of our regular joggers and listeners. Yes. And, yeah, and he said, because uh, he's based in the UK, isn't he? He is. He is. He is. We actually met him uh, face-to-face in uh, Leicester. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's just a great guy. And uh, I was actually in his session. He delivered a really funny uh, session that was that really had so much participation from the crowd, and it was just a really, really, really good session. So if you ever have a chance to see him, I know he speaks regularly at uh, local user groups. Definitely worth your while to uh, to go and and check him out. So the question he uh, he asked because of the whole corona lockdown situation he says uh, many shops are limiting purchases to only two of the same thing to discourage panic buying like for example toilet paper um, Baby milk. We, if, a, <laughs> yes. yeah 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 sanitizer pasta hand sanitizer i was i was hand at sharepoint saturday in germany and there was a, a countrywide rarity of hand sanitizer they'd all been and bought it off the shelves because okay. that was when the, in the early days yes <laughs> okay so but uh we've run out of whiskey and we need to hit the shops before the lockdown is in place which two whiskies will it be oh we enjoyed mm. this. We talked about this a few days ago didn't we so, yeah, we did. Um, we d- decided that one of them had definite well no in my opinion because that wasn't what we agreed but my view was one should be warming and peaty you know a kind of fireside mm-hmm. whiskey and the other one should be fruity and fresh so you had a, a contrast that was my first yes. thought yes mm-hmm. but you changed your mind no no or, i think i'm okay. still happy with that i don't know whether you think uh, or, or we also thought about whether it should be different countries whether you should actually have a scotch whiskey and an irish whiskey or a japanese yep. and a bourbon mm-hmm. but we definitely mm-hmm. think the contrast should be in place yep Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, what would your first choice be? It's it's difficult. It's difficult. Well, on on 
on the one hand, I like my Isla whiskies, and you only get eight or nine distilleries uh, from Isla, so that's going to be a difficult choice. Then we also have the the Lecce that I really like so much because it's also super smoky. That's a day for everybody else. Yes. Uh, I I might just go with the with the Ledeg, with the Lecce. Okay. For now. For so now. If you asked one, you that question to me half a year ago, I would chosen something else. I would show I would go for a for a Kalila or for a Kilholman, something like that. But for now, currently I really like the, the Lecce. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, on the Isle of Mull. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I like that. So that's that's our smoky part. Now for our fruity, yes. light and bright one, I would go Irish. Uh, Irish is uh, is is a very smooth whiskey, and you don't need to age the whiskey to get the smoothness from a good Irish. So for me, it would be Writer's Tears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I like Writer's mm-hmm. Tears. I think it's uh, it's light and bright and appley, and uh, it's a great sort of. Uh, uh, whiskey that you can drink at any time you don't need the fire have it as a nice sort of uh, pre-dinner whiskey without the depth uh, but with lots and lots of fruity sort of toasts and notes all the way through it and quite a nice finish um, as it's sort of that Irish mellowness so I would go with Writer's Tears as the second one okay, okay. always suggesting whiskies that he won't be able to get from his local, local supermarket though <laughs> Oh, yeah, because a few weeks ago when I was in Glasgow, I tasted that uh, Ardbeg Supernova. And that was just off the charts. So good. But the price tag is, yeah, well above my pay grade. So that's not going to happen. Well, we're going to we're going to hit an odd bag later, but more of that as we as, as we move on. So we're a tech podcast. Let's not forget that we had a, a few things oh, yeah. we want to talk about today. Um uh, we won't talk about our traveling. Traveling, of course, is not a thing that anybody's doing at the moment here in Europe, so we'll give that a miss. Um, but uh, I've been doing some work on Stream, so Stream is kind of uh, in my target at this moment in time. Um, and okay. uh, I went so through. What, the... what is the what's the business case? What's the question? What's the the reason? Uh, because we're paying for it and we're just not using it. Okay, that's a valid reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty valid reason. It's a general rule, though, isn't it? I mean, the whole point of an E3 license is that you get all these services and everybody focuses on Exchange and SharePoint. And then, you know, somebody eventually says, hey, can I start using this and can I start using that? And and Teams Mm -hmm. gets in the way and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've purposely um, uh, focused... Uh, on all of the smaller kind of services um, and the first one is stream obviously it's a key one because video is becoming more and more um, and so yes I've been doing a, a little bit of uh, thinking baseline governance work uh, on stream right. so uh, okay. it came up with a whole bunch of questions um, it's not just a video service uh, especially with stream it's actually more complicated and the other thing that uh, about stream is that it's still a baby i know it's been around a long time but it's still a baby no it's true it's true and and to be honest also like the last two years let's say i didn't see that many new things coming out for stream no do you know there's there's not even a, a user voice set up for stream it's all under the general user voice setting so a lot of the stream stuff is is there, and, and the ideas have been in for a couple of years, and there's no response, not a lot of response on them from from Microsoft. So a lot of those current bugbears are, are still in place. So mm-hmm. um, I got a feeling that when we go to Ignite, instead of it being year of the Yammer, we may find that 2021 is year of the stream. But we'll see. It could be because there are there are a few things that are gonna come out, um, and yes, I can talk about them. They were just, uh, uh, well, not really released, but they were made public uh, a few days ago. Um, so one of the, uh, because maybe, maybe because I said earlier, like I haven't seen any new stuff coming out uh, for last few years. 
Um, there are a few things coming out that I'm actually pretty excited about. So one of the things that is coming out is the thing that we also saw uh, at Ignite is the uh, background noise suppression. I read something about that the other day. Can you, yeah. yeah, can you still remember that? That uh, you had a, a person talking in a video and then you could hear everything that was going on around him and then they hit a button and then you could only he hear his voice and everything else was suppressed. That was, yeah. I think, pretty cool. And I think, uh, yeah, I think we, we really need something like that. because but That's, uh, that's you're... kind of this week, isn't it? So it's new this week, just been released or in the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had an interesting experience because uh, yeah, my my organization or one of the organizations that I'm working with at the moment, they just sent 6,000 people home and yes. uh, said, okay, guys, off you go, work from home. And mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, we just kind of, we've migrated half of them over to Office 365. The rest are still on Lotus Notes. Suddenly got mm -hmm. to get VPN working, suddenly got get a lot yeah. of issues that didn't seem important at the time but now all of a sudden did so all the crisis meetings to get all of this stuff together mm -hmm. um, but one of the uh, really interesting things was that webex was uh, was that uh, is our tool of choice because we've only mm -hmm. just started rolling office 365 out and all of our voice stuff is going through the cisco switches and all that kind of stuff um but uh, we were struggling with, the, with some WebEx stuff in the week. So me and my team had a meeting and we all had MS Teams on. So I said, oh, let's just have the meeting in Teams. Let's just see whether we get the same kind of yeah. issue. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so these guys had very rarely used Teams before, um, uh, you know, in terms of regularity. And of course, what was the one thing that everybody started playing with? The background. The background. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, look, it's yes. on. Oh, look, it's off. Oh look! It's oh on. God! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> well, so, there uh, there are there are a few things coming for uh, video in in Teams as well. So the the custom backgrounds is something that we're waiting on. Yeah, that has be been talked about for so long. And we're still I'm going to start new business on custom backgrounds. You know, <laughs> you know, like all these all of these um, businesses you get in the old Sunday newspaper that you can say, "Hey, download a new ringtone." And you can sort of pay your 25 cents for a new ringtone to have on your phone. And they okay. were very, very popular at one point. Uh, so yeah. I'm now going to uh, have a, a, a background sale. So, hey, get your new background. <laughs> well, I've, I've actually seen a number of really funny backgrounds uh, uh, floating around on Twitter. Um, yeah. So, so. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I think there's, there's a proper market for it. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about stream, so let's let's yes. focus on stream as a service, uh, mm -hmm. and, and some of the the things that you need to be aware of uh, when you're thinking about stream. So, from a baseline perspective, the first thing I looked at was uh, management and administration, which, yeah. like everything else nowadays, is getting. Yeah, it's not exactly complex, but it it's varied, and it and it and it very much is a governance perspective so you know who can upload videos True. who can't upload yeah. videos mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. um, channel managers yeah. who can manage channels and then when you throw groups in as well which we'll perhaps talk about a little bit later it gets a bit complicated um, mm -hmm. but then you get people that can decide who can and can't do things yeah. so do you also want to want to do admin for the the content of the videos Yes, there's the whole policy stuff. Um, at the moment, what you can't do is you can't... Um, uh, there's no life cycle management or anything else like that. It's one of those things that people are asking for that really is not in place. And that's one of the... For me, that's one of the big things. Um, but uh, you can do policies. So you can actually say, hey, before you upload this video, you have to agree this policy. And the policy yep. is something that you have to sort of... You create yourself, basically. and then, uh, But you can't kind of apply it. So you can't turn around and scan the video to see whether there's any bare boobs on there so you can then ban it from going and being uploaded that would be so much fun wouldn't it no it, it that would suck if we can't do that anymore <laughs> that wouldn't be allowed either my policy would be against Aww. that too yeah um, of course but, <laughs> but imagine imagine sort if of, i want uh, to show my boobs on, on video i mean I, i'm allowed to do that you know i'm watching you on your camera at the moment you're saying that folding your arms covering your boobs <laughs> of course yeah 
No, but, but imagine, I can't upload this video and it turns out that you have a particular corporate logo that is not allowed on your T-shirt. Yes. So, and then, of course, imagine the help desk. Help desk gets the phone call. I can't upload the video and the help desk going, wow, let's have a check what rights you've got. Are you allowed to? What channel are you trying to do? What keywords are you doing it? And it actually turns out to be because you've got two frames of the picture that look like somebody's boobs. And therefore, you're not allowed to upload it. <laughs> Can you imagine how many days the help desk would get to that problem? So, but, oh, no, no, no. but you're right. There are policies and people need to be, be aware of what the policies are. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, but then uh, you also need to think about moving it on. You know, is the IT team always going to decide who the administrators are and who the channels are? Are you going to be completely open and actually just say, you know, hey, who uploads all the videos and everybody can do whatever they like? Uh, who's going to decide which spotlight videos get put on the homepage? Yes, exactly. So, things like that. But I think as a starting point, we need to take a step back and we need to first define uh, for what videos are we going to use stream and what videos will not go into stream. Like? Like, for example, uh, a year ago, I did a uh, proof of concept for a... Um, a company that has these little robots that are driving through the sewers and are recording video uh, and um, to see if the, the, the sewer pipes are not broken or if there's not uh, any plants coming through, stuff like that. Um, and those videos are watched once to see if everything is okay in the, in the sewer pipes. And then they're stored for a number of years and only when they do the... the when they drive the little robot through again, then they will compare those images or that video with how it used to be a few years ago. So they've got big videos, big file sizes, and they have these, and they just look at them once, two times, maybe three times in, let's say, 10 years' time. Is that something that we want to put on stream? Do we get any, any benefits from stream if we put them on there? Uh, or can we just put them in a document library or maybe not even on Office 365? I think that's right. I think it comes down to uh, what I talk a lot about, which is value. You know, is it going to add value if those videos are on stream? Yes, I think, exactly. I think and the, the important setback for me for stream is around pricing and uh, storage. Yeah, yeah. Let's get on to that in a little bit. Let's get, let's, yeah. let's move away from where you were talking about because mm -hmm. um, I think if there's an area of development that we will see over the next couple of years, it will be in the video area. So at the moment, they've got some pretty cool functionality like you know auto captioning, identifying faces, so you can work out when Steve Dolby was speaking at a certain time. So yeah. imagine if the ability to compare those two videos of that mole going through that pipe and actually identify what's changed from the first time to the last time, then that kind of technical functionality is likely to happen in stream. But I think you're right. I mean, you're, I'm not taking anything away from what you said. You have to make the choice about what videos do I actually want to upload or not upload. But that's down to the policy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is one of, one of these policy things. I think stream is brilliant for when you want to record meetings, so meetings that you have in Teams, you want to record those meetings, perfect. You have uh, one of your managers that is doing a yearly uh, big speech or whatever, or a quarterly talk to number of people. I think those can be uh, saved in stream because you will get the uh, subtitles, you will get the, indeed, as you said, that search functionality. You can see it in the timeline who is uh, speaking when, I think that is brilliant. Uh, also, if you want to, for example, if you're an IT department and you want to roll out new software, you've got some kind of um, uh, video around that new software, like a walkthrough. Those are things that you could that you can put on stream. I think those are brilliant for it. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. In fact, I, in yeah. my baseline governance, I actually had the option to build a, a proper YouTube studio. So you can actually, you know, regularly communicate updates and technical updates in a in a, in a semi-professional environment 
rather than anything else. But I've also had requests for just being able to do short one-minute videos for the end of management meetings just that people take on the phone. So, you know, the, the, uh, they do a selfie shot and a selfie video and they say, hey guys, we're just finishing off the management meeting and we've agreed today that we're going to focus this quarter on X and Y and uh, we understand their issues with uh, one and two and we're going to fix them by doing this and that and the other. And just mm-hmm. posting it up there so people can sort of see and get connected to something as uh, as they want to. I think, so there's, there's a couple of things here as part of the governance. One is the audience and is the video appropriate for the audiences that you're going to be using it? And the second thing exactly. is, is it going to bring them closer to the information? Is it going to add value to, yes. to wherever you're going to? Because you you actually need two things. If you, on the one hand, you need you want to create good videos so as you said you're allowed to build a youtube studio is that like with proper cameras and and microphones and things like that depends where they get the budget yeah because that's that's on the one hand if you have your um general manager the ceo is doing a a yearly i don't know uh, talk to the troops um he absolutely needs to have a good camera a good microphone uh, so that everything comes in 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 super high quality yeah i get so. that but but i also think that they'll pay for that i mean one of the things that one mm-hmm. of the organizations that, uh, a few years ago was looking at they they spend over 200,000 every year just on the shareholders meetings and videos associated with that streaming it so when you can actually do that using stream live events for example then there's a potential saving there. Well, not potential. There's a lot of saving there um, mm-hmm. in terms of that 200k a year, and there are the tools for it. But again, you've got to decide yeah. what you yeah. want to do with it. So sure. first choice. But then, then also, also the, sorry, also on the oh, other sorry, hand, sorry, you'll carry on getting your opinion in regardless. <laughs> you go, go on, man. Ah, no, but on the one hand, you have to uh, create uh, all these videos. Uh, with with perfect uh, sound and image quality. On the other hand, if you want to have these uh, watched and listened to by uh, the people in your company, um, when are they going to do that? Do they have headphones? Do they have headphones delivered by the company? Or do they need to bring in their headphones themselves? Do they watch it in the morning when they are... um, opening their internet or are they listening to music anyway or i can honestly say that now everybody has a set of headphones after this week everybody has a set of headphones. <laughs> good call good call yes but you are right i mean i think again you've got to talk about your content life cycle and your content strategy it's not just about yeah. documents it's not just about podcasts it's not just about sound and, and it is now about video so the bottom line is you've got to choose the best media for what you're trying to do. So for adoption and stuff, video is ideal. You know, and that YouTube type stuff where True. people are saying, hey, we need to make you change the way you work, then the video is ideal for it, which is why stream for this particular client is being done so early on the line. Yeah, we're rolling mm-hmm. out all those necessities like SharePoint and, and Exchange and all that kind of stuff for their email. But to get the video in early basically means that you know we can try and create that connection with the users in a more friendly user way, and not just because they have headphones yeah. or not. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but, uh, but so, so anyway, that was my thinking. So anyway, so question, 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 yeah. question. So just like with SharePoint sites, where we say let everyone create a SharePoint site. Now with Stream, are you going to allow everyone to upload videos on Stream? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Oh, God. There we go with the consultancy answer. So the baseline governance, all right, because a lot of this has not been tested yet or checked, all right? So baseline governance says, in my mind at this moment, I want mm-hmm. to be able to have uh, divisional groups. So mm-hmm. every division will be able to upload any video they want and it can be displayed in the division, but only accessible by the division. 
So anybody in the division, upload a video, everybody in the division can see it. So that's one of my services that I'm putting together and offering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, every department is a group and you're going to leverage yeah. that power of the group to... Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. oh. Whereas commercial comms, they need to have a one-to-many service. So they need to be able to uh, upload a video that everybody can see. But in that particular channel, in that particular space, nobody will be able to upload a video to everybody from a corporate mm -hmm. communications perspective. Mm -hmm. okay. But equally, okay. we will have a channel. I was thinking I'd like to put a channel together that anybody can upload a video to, that anybody can see. But part of your problem as you start to think about this service is how you can prioritize the videos. And so it, it is baseline government, which basically means I need to start researching how I'm going to do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But it strikes me that there should be a channel where anybody can put anything in, but it doesn't stay there for too long. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing that I'm, I'm looking for. And that's where this life cycle bit is so important. So, for example, if I upload a corporate internal comms video, I kind of want it to be there and maybe I'll get rid of it if it's not played for 120 days. But if I have a channel that is kind of ad hoc, anybody can do anything they want to kind of service, then if a video is not played for 20 days, maybe I want to remove it. So people are putting stuff up there mm -hmm. and go, hey, I've just put up this video that shows us having fun at our Christmas party, but by January the 10th, you know, it's been taken down again. Yeah. Which also leads me on to something else, which is GDPR and videos. I, um, I've, I've got yes. a whole list of questions uh, whether somebody has a video taken while they're in a meeting, do they have the right to have their face blurred out so that it's not available in the internal video? I have no idea, oh. but again, bunch of questions on there and maybe open up a can of worms could well be and then my fourth area um is for my uh, ms teams my office visits five groups where mm -hmm. uh, i just have six people that are working on a particular project and they just want to be able to share a video with their team and nobody else you know they want to sit there and say hey guys this is really good news. I did the proof of concept last night and it worked and looked and showed the screen and their big smiley face and go, yeah, let's have a big cheer and a drink on Friday. <laughs> and you deliver that message yeah. by video, but it only goes to those six people. So those, those are my four service deliveries that I add, add down in my baseline. And then, of course, I now have a bunch of questions on whether I can and I can't deliver them. And once you yep. step into channels and groups, it gets kind of really, really confusing. Um, it's, I, I understand that completely, yes. Also, just starting with, with the, the main page of stream, for me, is kind of like, okay, what is this? What am I seeing? Why am I seeing this? And where do I go from here? And this is where we get to Catch-22. Yes. You know the Catch-22. Okay, mm -hmm. do I put a video up on stream that tells you how to use stream? <laughs> if they don't know how to use stream they'll never get to the video <laughs> gotcha yes exactly exactly it's a good question no but i'm, I'm just opening up uh, the, the my stream main page here so i've got a few videos on top that will go into a carousel i've got a bunch of buttons to create a live event stuff like that and then i've got trending videos uh but the the, the trouble is if i am looking for a video that I know that exists already how can I find it again because I can go onto the top and I can detect videos and detect the channel detect the person detect the group but I can also go to like my content and there I see my videos and groups and channels and meetings and things that I'm following and, and everything and there's so many so many options so many choices so many yes yeah. and I think that that's part of part of the other thought process that needs to be done is uh, how do you roll this out and, and introduce it? How, what's the adoption plan? Even though you kind of think it's a service that you can throw out there, and you possibly can, I think you need to do it in stages. So in my mind, even though I have these kind of four balloons that I'm floating around here trying to work out, do I do them all in one go? Do I just actually do the communications videos first, the internal comms videos first, 
and then wait for people to request their services and then maybe I'll roll out the divisional videos so that you can actually manage it within the division. There's a whole bunch of questions associated with that. But let's let's keep it kind of technical for a minute uh, and see where we go with mm -hmm. this. So yeah. you mentioned storage. Yes. So storage is interesting. So you... Yes, I actually you, have the storage thing here in front of me. Yeah, so it's about 500 gigs plus half a gig per user, I think. Yes, so exactly. For, for every thousand people, you kind of get a terabyte to start off with. And then for every thousand people yes. on top of that, you get 500 gigs. Yes. So, you know, for a 5,000 people organization, what is that? Kind of three terabytes? It's kind of not a lot. No, I know. I know it's not a lot. And... And you, need to, you need to divide that across your organization as well. So what you don't want to have is that you have this one group who is recording all their meetings, for example, and they're using up a lot of that storage part. And yeah. Yeah, I think so you're right. How but can again, you divide that? There's no tools around to divide that unless you start creating groups. And if you start creating groups, but, but again, add them into the list of questions uh, and t start telling Microsoft, hey, you want me to use this stream service? Then you need to give me the tools to use it. You need to actually yeah. allow me to sort of say, hey, this video has not been used for a while. I want to get rid of it. Hey, this mm -hmm. video has got some naked boobs on it. I need to have that removed automatically on its own. You know, if AI is as good as they say it is, then this should not be difficult. But... Again, you are right. You need to kind of work this out. But mm -hmm. I throw this at you. If we if we take it, when I look at adoption, I kind of I kind of go through the kind of awareness, activation, and reinforcement stage. So of, of yep. adoption, yeah. So hey guys, we're going to have a video service in three months' time, and it's going to be able to do this and blah blah blah. The activation, hey, the video service is available. You know, you can see these videos, and you can do this, and then the reinforcement, and then applying the governance across those things. So is it a bad thing that you actually get people that are enthusiastic and that they want to add videos? It only becomes a bad thing when 10% of the organization has used 100% of the storage space and 90% now can't upload their videos. So you, yeah. it, it's, that's when the problem arises. But I think initially, the more content on there, the kind of better, as long as you know it's not 60 videos all showing the same thing. Yes. And it, and in terms of finding the videos, then again, part of the upload instructions is hashtags and uh, tagging. And of course, you end up with keyword search based upon the text from the video. So having clear audio basically yep. means that it will be transcribed uh, and search. And these are the real value items, you know. And the wow factor, when you're demoing this to people and you go, what do you mean you need to find a video about adoption? Just type in adoption. Yeah, but it's not in the keyword search. Just type adoption. Trust Doesn't me. Matter. Yeah, yeah. You'll get it in your transcript. So and they'll go, mm -hmm. Wow. I know. So except except when you're not speaking English. Uh, if you're speaking Dutch, Dutch, for example, or French, then a whole bunch of different languages. So you can I you know. Can but it's yeah, trust me, it's not it's not working very well in other languages. <laughs> well, we, I had the we, same thing with uh, with the whole calling plan. Uh, so because of the whole virus, all my customers are now working from home and they're using, starting to use Teams and they're starting to call each other. And if you don't pick up, it goes to voicemail. And what it does, it will send you a nice email with the transcript of the voicemail. So if you're not speaking English and you're talking Dutch, for example, um, it will get a very weird uh, looking email because it tries to translate your Dutch speaking words into English written words and that is very very weird I got a few help desk uh, calls for that like okay is this spam because I have no idea what this is um, so yeah from your email you can listen to the yes so they've got the mp3 file there as well but of course if you get an email that has just like random English words string together. I I can understand why some people go like, okay, what is this? Is this spam? Is this a phishing attempt? Should I click on the MP3 link? I don't want to do that. 
So yeah. yeah, we've had a whole bunch of really weird calls and things like that this week, where people have mm-hmm. uh, sort of suddenly found that working from home remotely with different kinds of tools. But I assume you guys or your organisation had a way of communicating to people on a regular basis while they went through this first week of mass working from home and that would be one of those messages isn't it okay yep. guys, be warned if somebody leaves you a voicemail message in a foreign language you're likely to get an email that is googly goop yeah uh, yeah so, but that's fine anyway let's not knock it because quite frankly there's a lot of other things we talked about in stream that still need to be fixed so and if this external is, users <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well it's the same as anything else isn't it so yeah, external is always one of the last things to do. Why, why is that? Why is that the same as everything else? OneDrive can do it, SharePoint can do it, Teams can do it. One, almost all the applications that I use in Office 365, I can use them to target external users as well. Stream is not one of them. I started off by saying Stream is still a baby. I know. I know, but the, the the thing is, so I'm I'm doing a project. I'm Just using. Let me talk. Yeah. Stream has not even yet been replaced the video service that it was supposed to be in there for, was it? So we've got video. We know the limitations. Video of service stream. called video. Yeah. Yeah, I know, uh, and stream will replace that. That's going to happen this year, and then I think we'll start to see stream developed as a service. But I get it, and I'm not defending the fact that we can't have external access. It's just that I would rather not have external access until I know I've got secure external access. I get that. But when I'm doing a project in Teams and I have a Teams meeting, I can do that meeting in Teams. I can record that meeting. And later on, everyone can open up that meeting except my external people. So then I need to download that video from from Stream uh, add it to a document library and then say to my external people, here's the link, you can download it and then watch it uh, in your own time. Oh, I do feel sorry for you. All those extra steps, that really will take days and days of work. No, but just saying, it, it will still show up for these external users, like click here to play the video and then they click on it and then they get this error message like, oh, video cannot be played and they'll go like, oh, stupid Microsoft, stupid, burp, 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 burp. this is not working, what a piece of crap. But so, don't use yeah. it then. Don't use it, bro. Just leave it be. Ignore it. Use Zoom. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's missing. One is the storage. And uh, so you need to think about that storage and how much it costs. You need to seriously think about external users. You're absolutely spot on. Yes. That's all my sarcasm. Um, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I kind of get fed up with people complaining. You know. Oh, I get that. Yes. With, yes. With because saying, to be honest, paying twenty euros a month or whatever for these services, and then people yeah. are belly aching because not everything is there from day one, and yet there are some amazing stuff that's come out this year. You know, like blurred exactly. background. All right, I know I'm being exactly. All right. But I just kind of get fed up of people complaining and not being patient enough. Because if you rush something, it's true. It's true. Yeah. if you rush something, you get things like private channels. You <laughs> <laughs> may be having some patience to do something properly and, and you know, might mean you get a, a proper solution. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. True. No, 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 you're spot on. All right. Let's do you know the total number of videos you can actually have on uh, on a stream service, on a single tenant? I can, because I you're can not here. I can check another mouse. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. It's, um, How many videos can you have? 500,000. Actually, you're spot on. Well done. You managed to get to that page. time. <laughs> There are some limitations. Uh, do you know that you can only have so many videos per channel? Yes. 10,000? These are all huge uh, numbers, aren't they? Yeah. You know? So I, I don't think we will hit those numbers very really? soon. So let's assume you have a channel for meetings. Mm-hmm. And everybody has two meetings a week and you've got 5,000 people in the organization. Boom. Yeah, but that's, that's not good structure, right? That no, is right. Uh, like creating one global... 
theme for everyone where everyone can have meetings in channels. No, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna work very well. So you need to make sure you don't do that. Yes. So just turning streams on and then it's just not gonna work. So this is where I was going to with this. You know, ten thousand videos, just not gonna work. Uh having you, you can only have a thousand security groups per video. I know that sounds a lot, but if people start to do groups where they have item level security on various things, then there are some limitations. You're never going to get there. I, I accept that. And you can't have 132 languages added to each subtitle caption. You can only do 66 at a time. <laughs> there are some limitations. Yeah. Oh, You're okay. never hit them. Okay. I get that. I do get that. Okay. But uh, yeah, something that you just kind of need to, to look at. Mm. Anyway, I just thought I'd share where I was with uh, with streams in terms of baseline governance, identifying, as you say, the kind of weaknesses mm -hmm. when you think, hey, this service has been around. I don't know when service was first, stream was first put on there. It must be two years, over two, three years ago. Into mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and and mm -hmm. so I'm kind of, I really am kind of expecting an explosion of functionality soon in this area, um, especially where, as the mobiles get more and more bigger and people start to say, hey, uh, I want to be able to uh, take a picture of this whiteboard and explain what that whiteboard is about and then post it up onto a video channel so everybody else can see it rather yeah. than just sharing a bunch of notes and a whiteboard to say, hey, we've just had a brainstorming session around this. Mm. So I you know what, what I think is going to be a big game changer for stream? And it is also something that they announced last week is that uh, there will be a way for... Uh, recording videos on your mobile phone, annotating those videos as well, and then uploading them to stream right away. Yeah, I think that is gonna be good. If you look at uh, Instagram and Snapchat and all the other applications where you can so quickly add video uh, to talk about your message, I think this is gonna be a big one. So instead of me uh, when I'm on the train, instead of me. Uh, typing down on my phone the whole story that I want to say. Maybe I just take a video of myself, like selfie video, and then just talk about all the things that I want to do or talk about all the things that I want to see, just upload it, and everyone from my team or from my project can watch it. Yeah, and, that, I think so. and that's where the groups thing will come into it in a, in a big way, I think. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, where you create a channel and you uh, add a group to it and, and basically restrict yeah. it. I think, I think that's true. And again, that might be one of the first services that uh, that you would consider put rolling out. So, But it's yeah. part of one of the four visions. So, so I do get it. But I also think that a lot of the work is going to be in the, the edge, around the edge, around the tools that allow you to edit them and upload them and prepare them. And I think, so even though we're talking about not a lot of things changing in streams, I think without mm -hmm. those front-end tools, uh, on the edge to get content in there, I think that there will be some issues and problems. Anyway, yeah. stream. It's been an interesting thought process with all the other stuff and working from home uh, and uh, working out our best to plan this. And it's very easy to yeah. think, yeah, I can now record all my meetings and put them on stream and everybody can look at them. Yeah, you just need to think about that. I think that there's, it's going to fill up very, very quickly. That four terabytes or three terabytes or whatever small, relatively small amount of space Especially, uh, you know, an hour's WebEx video uh, or even Teams video is a couple of hundred megabytes. All right, even I know, I know, gigabytes. Yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. It gets very large very quickly, um, and so your your four terabytes is uh, five terabytes is going to go very very quickly. Absolutely, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So lots and lots of things to consider there for stream, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I hope that was. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I I didn't. Uh, and that's that's one of the reasons why I like to have these podcasts is that you have different ideas than me and you think about different things as me. And I actually never thought about, uh, like we do, for example, now with Teams uh, or with SharePoint sites, that every three months, if you're not using it for three months, you get an email saying, hey, uh, do you still want this? Uh, can we delete it? I never thought about that in terms of my videos. I Nobody looked at this video for 30 days. So do you still want to keep it or can we get rid of it? Yeah. I think that's, a, that's a brilliant 
it's a brilliant idea. It's a, it's not how I would have looked at it, but I never thought about that. But I think that's that's really cool. That's okay. I'll send you the invoice. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting. If I was a cynical person, and it's been said that I might be a cynical person, but if I was a yeah. cynical person, uh, I might say that Microsoft don't really want you to delete these videos because they want you to buy the extra storage for your stream service. But that was if I was being a cynical person. Hmm. 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 cycle on videos? Oh, well. Look, it's not expensive. Just buy an extra 50 terabytes of storage space. Oh, but it is It is pretty expensive because I did the math for, those, uh, for that company, for those sewer robot things, and that was getting pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, it's per person again, isn't it? So it's uh, well, it's not per person, but by the time no, you, it's, it's these videos need to be, uh, they're not small devices. So no, it is, it is. So we'll see where we go. Pretty, pretty crazy, yeah. The other thought, just a closing thought on this is mm -hmm. two closing thoughts really. One is that hey, this is still a baby service, folks. It's not that we've got a whole raft of new updates that have been added to stream recently that that present. Yeah, but is it? Is it yeah. really? It's still its MVP. I believe it's still in the MVP stage. I really do think. It, it, it certainly feels like that. Yes. And it doesn't feel like there's a big team working on it. But to be honest, stream has been there for two years. Video has been there for a number of years. What gives? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's I'm not just, there yet. It's not there, but we need to work out where that's coming. That's the first thing. Yeah. Uh, the second thing um, is completely forgot what I was going to say. I was going to oh, talk about. Sorry about that. No, no, no! Don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. It'll come back to me in a minute or two, because I think it's time really to think about our whiskey of the day, one that we're going yeah. to. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm really annoyed now that I can't remember what I was going to talk about on stream. But I'm going to get. I'm just going to let that go. Um, yeah. So it's it's a baby. Uh, was your first point? Yeah, it's still a baby. Still service. a baby. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I don't give a stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was just going to reiterate. I'm going to drink this Ardbeg, the Ardbeg man. I've got my bottle here. You got yours? I've got my bottle here in my hands. Yeah, and the cool thing it. is, you can pop it, and I can pop it as well. Yes. And also, you know what the second good thing is? We can drink it. Yeah, but I don't have to drive home because I'm already <laughs> home. <laughs> the upside of working from home. Yes, exactly. The upside of working from home is drinking a proper whiskey and not having to drive back. Sorry, come again? Amazing how quickly these bottles get empty. <laughs> I can't remember drinking that much. <laughs> oh, well. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Ah. And the art bag is, is just, it is one of my favorites. It is the second uh, Isla whiskey that I ever drank. So the first was the, the uh, Brookladi Port Charlotte that was given to me as a, as a gift because, of, I, because I got a daughter named Charlotte. And, uh, and I was drank on our podcast. Yes, exactly. If anybody saw those tweets and wondered what the answer to the question was, the first uh -huh. was uh, Port Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. And then um, the Ardbeg was the second one that I that I bought for myself um, because I was really into that um, that Brookladi. And I have to be honest, this has been. I mean, for the let's say. Mm, 10 year that I'm drinking whiskey, I've always had a bottle of Artbeck uh, in the house, to be honest. This is just my go-to. It's always there. It's something like you've got with that Writer's Tears, for example, or what you have with the Connemara. Connemara. I have this, I have this with the, with the Artbeck. It's just always there. Um, I'm so happy I got to the distillery last year when I was visiting Scotland when i was visiting isla it's it's a nice uh it's a nice distillery they bring out so many cool stuff so i uh, a few weeks ago i was in glasgow 
and I had the supernova, which was brilliant. And it just, it still tastes like an art bag. It's, it's a little bit like when we were in Orlando and we had that special Jack Daniels, that uh, Frank Sinatra Jack Daniels. Yep. You can definitely taste that it's still a Jack Daniels, but it packs so much more aroma. It has so much more features, so much more tastes uh, in there. And that was the same thing with that Supernova. You can clearly smell and taste that it is an Artbeck. But it's got so much more of palate and finish and, and everything. Yep, I agree. I tasted it at uh, Christmas, just before Christmas. So, yes, it has the roots, is definitely in that smoky uh, Ardbeg. But today we're going to take the 10. It's one yes. that Dylan can go and buy from the supermarket. It's not particularly rare, it's uh, definitely their go to. You know, mm. the other thing is that question from Dylan. Um, I'd also put the Lagavulin 16 somewhere in there as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, stop diverting. Yep. So, we have an Arbeg. So it's uh, oh. this is a ten-year-old. Um, it's got a mm. beautiful color. It's uh, non-chilled filtered, and um, uh, I just love the color of this. Actually, it's it's kind of that light golden uh, color. You know, that sort of light, mm -hmm. not dark and sort of red and heavy. And yeah. To be honest, subtle yeah. and smoky it's beautiful oh it is it is oh it's mm. it's like you're smelling a coal mine to me it's like it, mm. to it's me like I, i'm standing in the middle of australia when it was burned down I mean, that's a classy yeah. classy little reminiscence yes, yes. <laughs> maybe you really want to think that one through just a touch so we might have australian yeah. you never know i get that yes but it's but, but, but the thing about this, I don't think it's a kind of smack in your face smoky. It's not like a Lafrague or a, I think I really think it's the subtleties of a smoky whiskey. This hard bag, um, it's what I it's like true. about it. And, it's, and and when you also when you drink it, it just comes very soft. It it enters your mouth very softly, and you think like, oh, is this it? And then it just explodes. Bam, bam. I agree. But on the nose. Um, there's definitely lemon in there. I can get that. Uh, I like that lemony stuff and, and peppery. I'm reading some tasting notes here that says crispy bacon and smoked fish on the nose. I, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad that I don't get <laughs> crispy bacon and smoked fish. Yeah, well, but that crispy bacon that that that's that's little like the the um, the smoky. The smoky flavor, I guess. That's why you get the burned bacon. Yeah, I don't get the bacon, but now I think about it, the, the, one of my favorite fishes, smoked fishes, is smoked haddock. Mm. Uh, it goes yellow, and I used to cook it in milk, and uh, believe it or not, oh. not, get that that reminiscence. But the nose is, is beautiful. That gorgeous color in the nose. Um, yeah, I'm going to taste it now. Yeah. It also brings a little of that Jaffa cake to me. I know I, I get that sometimes, a Jaffa cake thingy, but this also brings that little bit into me. Yeah. But as you said, indeed, very peppery, chili kind of taste as well. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. the peatiness on the taste is, as you say, because of that beautiful, it tastes, that, that initial taste is the same as the color, that kind of deep gold very light color and it tastes exactly what it looks and then all of a sudden wham um yeah it's not got that chewy smokiness that the ladeg has um no absolutely not that's true yeah it's ah, it's beautiful sizzling yes sizzling that's a good word yeah yeah and it, it's 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 funny because it if i swirl it around in my mouth i don't get anything on the front of my mouth i just get everything from the middle in my mouth until the until my throat that is all starting to explode with pepper and and spicy spicy notes and that's, and that's there's no sweetness about this no absolutely not no it's not like a lacroque for example no and I, I really love this whiskey yeah 
Ligurious, lig, um, glorious. Mm-hmm. Glorious. Odd word for a whiskey. Glorious. No, I, I, I get that. Yeah. It is. But lots of pepper, lots of spice. Absolutely. <clears throat> the Artbeg Ten Year. Um, mm-hmm. It says on the label here is quite interesting. The ultimate Eilly single malt Scotch whiskey. Yeah, and one one with a very high uh, beats uh, beats per per hupple the pup. Is that is that again? Yeah, beats per fifty five minute. I don't know. I've not looked. No, I haven't looked either. But I know it is pretty high. Yeah, it's not Octomore high, but it is really high. But it's it's really good stuff. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I know that every time I. Let people that don't really enjoy whiskey, when I have them taste this, they'll have another. Yes, that's true. But you have to like smoky whiskey. My my uh, my brother-in-law really does not like uh, the Octomore um, uh, I uh, bought at Christmas for everybody around the table, and he really didn't mm-hmm. like it. And I think I put him off smoky whiskeys forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, the Octomore is is a special yeah thing i have to say i don't really like it either because it's just too much yeah try it with a glass of water on the side changes it completely yeah i understand where you're coming from it's not one that you would drink more than one it's the kind of you know special oh, no. you know, end of the night yeah. stuff yeah but that's cool but there was also some whiskey news um this month i can't remember exactly when it came out but they're changing oh, really? the time ever the rules of scottish whiskey so really yeah i didn't hear you know this but there are specific rules that decide whether uh whiskey can be made in scotland so for example i don't know whether you knew three years in barrels yeah those those are kind of standard rules but it gets more subtle than that in that for example you're not allowed apparently to actually create a scotch whiskey in a fresh oak barrel so it yes. has to be in a previous one, Sherrod and all those kinds of things. But do you know yes. that they're not allowed to make Scotch whiskey in a beer barrel? So I there are some rules around that. Yeah, yeah, cool. So they've actually changed those rules because the Scottish Whiskey Association decided that they were a bit restrictive, especially in these times of creativity. Um, and so they've kind of expanded. Most of it is around the maturation process. So the the bit of the whiskey that ends up in the barrel for the longest amount of time, you can now vary the kinds of barrels. But interestingly enough, you're still not in Scot in Scotland, even with the new rules, allowed to put whiskey into a cider barrel. Don't ask me why. Okay. You can do okay. a lot of things, but not a cider barrel. But anyway, so um, I, I don't like cider, so I, I don't. Really <laughs> I don't mind either. No, I get yeah. that. I do get that. But, but, but they've not been able to put it into a wine barrel before until now. So okay, so they're now allowed to use wine barrels and beer barrels. No yeah, there's a, a few changes. I don't know all the exact details, but basically okay. the rules okay. of uh, of whiskey creation has now been changed just recently. First update okay. in a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, the market's changing, so they wanted to get in on it, and that's what they've done. So that was my All fascinating right. whiskey fact of the week. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, we are approaching our hour. We are, absolutely. So I think we, uh, we potentially should close it down. I think it was uh, went quickly, didn't it? It went very fast, yeah. Jeez. I think okay. on these kind of days when we have one core subject to talk about, so we focused very much on stream uh, with lots and lots of questions and some complaints, of course, because it's not mm-hmm. perfect. But equally, I think we could have chosen any other subject and said how perfect it is or it isn't. But streams are, is, is complicated, so I think that it's it going to take yeah. time to get it, to get it right. And uh, maybe I'll tell the story how this goes. As I said, I've been mainly doing baseline governance at this point. Uh, trying to mm-hmm. work out the kind of service descriptions and uh, what I'd like to do about it. And already I know for a fact that I'm not going to be able to do my life cycle management. Um, but if you don't kind of document it into the into the governance, then it never gets kind of implemented when it is available. True. So, yes, yes I will. Uh, this week is one of my jobs is to start searching around the compliance and securities and 
how I can apply that to uh, to stream and how I can apply retention to the stream objects. Whether or not that will happen, I need to go search through. Probably reading the whole roadmap line by line, find out, you know. Yeah. Consultant's okay. life is not always a happy one. It's not easy. It's no. not easy. I know. But, oh well. It's got its upsides as well. That's true. So, um, I guess you're working from home again next week? Uh, yes, I am. I've got yeah, my daughter for a few days here as well uh, because schools are closed. So, uh, I need to keep her occupied as well. But, uh, yeah. Neat. So, that will uh, keep you busy. I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, his, him and his wife are both working from home and they have daughters now not going to school. So, they basically... Mm -hmm check their calendars in the morning to work out who's got the most meetings and then the other one looks after the child for the day. So they're the one that gets harassed by the daughter being downstairs and the other one locks themselves away in a bedroom so they can get on with some work. But yeah, yeah I think it's uh, an interesting time as we start to understand families and working from home. Yes, and yes. yes. It, it definitely changes the whole family dynamic and what you can do as a family with kids that are growing up that need to learn new stuff people that need to work people that need to work in a virtual way need to work from home as you said getting those vpn things working from home um, office 365 has been an, a really good help uh, for this for my customers because when it stayed all, up when it stayed up, yes, Sorry, of course. I couldn't resist that uh, myself. No, I no, no. The stress. It was just interesting, and I couldn't resist. Look, I, I saw, I saw the numbers uh, last week, and uh, people who are using Teams uh, that actually tripled last year, uh, yeah, last week. I, I heard three hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. So oh, it, it tripled. The, the alternatives like I, Webex, they only had sixty percent increase. So. Uh, yeah. But I also heard that new customers, they were Webex were turning down because they mm -hmm. wanted to be able to support their existing customers. And some of the customers were uh, rather large Middle Eastern royal families that were told, no, you cannot now have a new Webex service because we can't guarantee a level of, uh, of quality for yeah. our existing ones mm -hmm. at the moment in time. But, oh, that's a ballsy move. It is, yeah. But again, you've got to have to, haven't you? Because you're contracted to some of those other ones. So that's cool. Yeah, that was that was the idea I was thinking about stream. So I can finish off with my closing stream comment about people working from home and the fact that stream is not just about text on paper. It's, it's sentient. So when I'm actually recording a video about, hey, what my day has been like at home today, it actually is about my feeling. People get to see how I feel and hear about it. Um, and uh, so when you're talking about something on a video, your passion comes across that doesn't necessarily come across with an email or with a message or with a, hey, guy, you've done a really good job. You know, when I'm telling you that you've done a good language. job and you can see it in my eyes, and that's where the value of video is, and that's why it's worth me putting the effort in at the moment to try and get the baseline governance together and understand the service. Because the ultimate value of being able to show feeling and happiness and sadness and anger on a video about something is actually important. It is. So there you go. Sure. All right, cool. Actually, Moraine, thank you very much. I, uh, I kind of enjoyed this. It's not the same, not having you in the same room, but... Uh, it is not. No, and I, I can't even see work. you on the webcam. So no, yeah. that's a technical issue with mine. We, we did have a few technical issues starting this off. Our normal uh, podcasting, remote podcasting software had a bug. Um, and so we had to jump onto a different one. Uh, this one might actually become my new one if I can get the video camera working. So yeah, that's neat. Well, let's see what we get from the recording. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Yes. Make sure we're not having to record this again because something else technically went wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, have a great week, my friend. And you as well. Yes, I was going to say I'll see you tomorrow, but of course I won't. But uh, yep. there you go. I am um, isolated here. I've got a nice little football with a face on it that sits on my desk and keeps me company. <laughs> <laughs>
it's like the the volleyball from uh, castaway away. yeah yes yeah. exactly okay all right bro mm -hmm. and to everybody else please stay safe we really really wish you the best uh it is an interesting time in the world at the moment and uh, all of you uh you're like us you're in this technology so you're feeling it at the sharp end like we are i'm sure and uh, suddenly trying to have to do things remotely that you normally would wander around to somebody's desk um, and you can't do so yeah we feel your pain and uh, and hope it's going as good for you as it is for us and welcome to week two in belgium of working from home so i guess it's goodbye from me and good night and have a great uh, rest of your week absolutely and as always if you got any questions remarks comments uh, feel free to hit us up on uh, Twitter um, at the um, at uh, 0365distilled or at Marijn Somers or at Sai Steve and then you'll reach us and then uh, we will always reply. True. And uh, Dylan, we did not dis we did not dissuade once. Remember, we got warned. No, we didn't. And I, I was actually very tempted. No, 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 Moran, Moran. No, no, no. Don't blow it. Don't blow it, my man. No, no, no. I was very tempted to do it earlier. But uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Not a bad word. Not a bad word, honestly. All right, guys. We hope you've enjoyed stream. And we hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the tasting of this Arbeg 10-year-old. So if you are in the supermarket, you only have two bottles to choose. One of them, we think, should be the Arbeg 10-year. If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road? That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass. And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine. The next Office 365 is